Welcome to The Mortgage Lounge, hosted by Adam Roloff and Shelby Joslin with Bell Bank Mortgage. Adam and Shelby are mortgage experts and have had a blast working together for the past 10 years. Join them as they share insight in the mortgage business, paying a forward in the community, and most importantly, having a ton of fun. Yo, Shelby, we're back in the lounge. <laughs> we are in the lounge, and I don't know about you, but I wish this lounge was outside right now because it is gorgeous. Oh my god, it's so nice out. We should have. We should be doing this outside. I, what about from the golf course? Because I'm surprised that you're actually sitting in front of me right now and you're not golfing. <laughs> no, in the last couple of days I haven't either. Well, they just opened yesterday, probably, right? Yeah, but still, I mean, it's tempting. I know. Really tempting. It's like a crack habit. Oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure your wife is very happy that you're not yet. She is pretty happy about that, actually. So I spent some time on the patio last night, enjoying the weather, and having some cocktails. Mm. I wanted a party. But... What What's your drink of choice? What was it last night? It's so nice. Out. Well, it kind of transitioned. So I went. I had a beer, mm-hmm. and then we had some type of vodka. Uh, bubbly water or something or something like that Sarah, yeah that put together yum so that was good nice and then i was gonna go to a bourbon but that would make me sound like an alcoholic wouldn't it <laughs> it would so you just <laughs> stuck so to the I beer didn't. in the vodka i went to a beer <laughs> perfect but i wanted a party and um sarah wasn't really fully up to it <laughs> plus all the patios were full and because it's so nice out mm-hmm. so we just stayed on our patio yeah it's i think i I keep laughing because, you know, you're walking around and people are in sandals and shorts. And then you're just like giant snowbanks still sitting right there. Like, I feel like any other state, they'd be like, what are you guys doing? Like, there's still snow on the ground. We're like, are you kidding me? This is this is amazing weather. We don't care if there's snow on the ground. Our toes are out. Our legs are exposed. And you can tell we've lived in Minnesota for the last six months or some of us. Casper? That's Dan put on shorts the other night. And I said, whoa, those are gray <laughs> shorts. Your legs are... Very pale and like... They're actually opposite of yeah, white. Yeah, let's get you out on the deck, buddy. Which would be black, technically, but <laughs> super pale. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just made me think about uh, when I went to college up at Moorhead, Minnesota. And so in the springtime, it, I think when it hit about 38 degrees, everyone was wearing like cut-off sleeve shirts and shorts and flip-flops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that's what we do. It's a Minnesota uniform. Especially up north. Yeah. I also feel like Crocs and socks with some shorts are a big thing in the spring and sometimes winter when the weather's nice. Uh, nice. <laughs> Brady wears Crocs and socks. So he's 14. Is it cool with know. the 14-year-olds? Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, Dan. You wear Crocs through the whole winter. Yeah. Dan, if you're listening, plug your ears because you're not cool in your Crocs, but... <laughs> and you're not 14. <laughs> Close, but... <laughs> we heck like it. <laughs> but we're not. Mm-mm. So you have something going on right now, Shelby, and actually it's kind of nice for me as uh, Shelby had her wisdom teeth pulled. <laughs> so she's in recovery mode right now. Yeah. Yep. Which is, you know, a little bit nice because she can't talk as much. I'm a little quieter. <laughs> she's talking way slower too. Yeah. And I'm going to try to keep that going for the rest of my life. And we'll see if I ever don't ever speed up and talk like this again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But yeah, I, I've been talking a lot less. I'm sure Dan is thrilled. For sure. All of us are. Don't worry. <laughs> and I haven't seen Shelby. It kind of hurts to laugh right now, so thanks a lot. <laughs> I haven't seen Shelby in a while mm. either. 
I haven't seen no. you in a while. No, since last week. So I, I showed you're right in front of me. I can I don't have to talk in a third party. No, well, oh, I haven't seen Shelby in a while. <laughs> oh, Shelby, I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, well, I think you were laughing at me earlier because I showed you like an hour and a half after my extraction. Like I was probably still on a lot of, you know, whatever the general anesthesia Pain or whatever. Drugs. And I showed you, I took a picture of myself and <laughs> my lips are swollen. My face is swollen. I have my sunglasses on inside. Like it's not good. So my biggest fear was that I was going to say something really stupid stuff after the like, you know, gas. yeah. Well, I don't think it was laughing gas. I don't know. They just put an IV in my arm. And the next thing I knew, the doctor said, are you allergic to anything? And the next thing I knew, I woke up in a recovery room. So uh, and this was your first time this, actually going. Yeah. Having any, you're not even fully under. It no, at that point, but but I didn't anything think going under. Thank God. I didn't Shelby feel was anything. really scared. about. I was that. a little nervous, but I didn't say anything stupid. The only thing I did was ball like a baby. So Dan said he what? walked into like the recovery room and I just burst into tears. Oh, bald <laughs> so, like a baby. Yeah, bald like a baby. I cried my eyes out. I don't know why, but yeah. So apparently, I'm an I'm emotional sap when I get put under. <laughs> I thought you said bollock baby. Mm. I'm like, what in the hell is bollock baby? Sorry, I can't. I can't. My talking is great. Shelby, still. get it together. Yeah, Try right? to talk better. But I got my ibuprofen sitting here. I'm ready to go. It's, my dosage is coming up. <laughs> I feel like my She's grandma. She's got her pill box. <laughs> I do. I feel like my grandma with like a time schedule I've been writing down like when I take it so I don't forget. My oh, grandma's she... dead, but, you know, I, she used <laughs> to do that kind of stuff. So. And Shelby just turned 37. It's 37. Yeah. So for those of so you thinking, isn't she a little already. old to have her wisdom teeth taken out? Yes, she is. She should have done it a few years ago. But here we are. And I still have mine in. Yeah, well, that's and why you're so never smart. Never be taking those out. They bugged me when I was younger. I think it was early twenties, mm-hmm. and then I just um, just battled through it. You know, I was in college at the time, so I just have some beers and. Yeah. Well, if you're looking for a good oral surgeon, so far I've been very pleased with the one we used, which was Twin Cities Oral Surgery, and uh, I can't say the other word. It's like maxillofacial something, but they're here in Woodbury and a couple other places. But they were great. So company drop, name drop. Yeah, right. Yeah, shout Boom. out. Boom. <laughs> oh, Shelby and I were chatting about our last episode, and we talked about the Panther again, quick, so I couldn't help it. Uh, That's all I'm going to do. Are you sure? Promise. Uh, yes, but <laughs> anything so, you said you're driving. You're driving Miss Daisy and Miss Bailey tonight. They're uh, to, going to uh, Hamilton. Uh, oh, so fun. Yeah. Little mother daughter date night. Yeah. And then you and, and Brady. And she's going to party with you tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm not sure how much partying well, I'll do. It's going to be tonight, I suppose. Yeah, depending on when. air our show here. Yeah, but yeah, Sarah and I are doing a little girls' night with two other girlfriends um, at a comedian down in Minneapolis, and we're just going to stay the night so that we don't, we can just so go, can to bed, go to bed when we want to, and we don't <laughs> annoy our husbands. <laughs> so, so yeah, we're going to do a little girls' dinner, and... We've all been texting about what we're going to wear, and I'm sure you and your buddies do the same exact thing when you're doing guys' nights. Yes. <laughs> what are you wearing tomorrow night? Actually, that's. I think you do do this because you went out with a couple buddies in Stillwater, and I think you were trying to decide, do you wear a Christmas sweater? Do you not wear a Christmas sweater? Like, what are we wearing? So, well, you can't put me in the same category as most of my buddies. because no, can't. I like my shoes and clothes. You do? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Last Thursday, you rolled into my office, and you're like, hey, you notice anything different? <laughs> And I was like, uh, do I? And you're like, I got new shoes at the airport. <laughs> uh, that was fun. So, yeah, came back. I went and visited our <clears throat> Tennessee branch or near Nashville, technically Brentwood, Tennessee, actually. 
always fun to go out there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was sitting What's there. What's my favorite Bell office? It was super awesome. Mm-hmm. The people there are cool too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, You're Sarah sure. loves, uh, I get home and open up my carry-on and I'm like, look, honey, look what I got. Another pair of shoes. <laughs> she just rolls her eyes and like, you're a loser, basically. So, But they're cool. Well, you forgot your cowboy boots, you said. So I was figuring you were going to come home with a new pair of boots. But. I was really upset about that, actually. When I got on the plane there, and you actually, I think it texted with you, and you're like, you bring your cowboy boots? I was very upset that I did not. Because I bought those lizard skins when I was down there last year. And Sarah's like, you're never going to ever wear those again. And I'm like, yes, I am. <laughs> And I hear I'm heading to Nashville, and I'm not wearing my cowboy boots. What an idiot. Um, Dang it. Thanks for bringing that back yeah, up. Yeah, I'm now sorry. I'm upset again. Well, I think you're going again in a few weeks down to the office, so you'll just maybe you wait wear them on the plane. Yeah, with one of our uh, group, um, a fam- one of our owners mm-hmm. of our company. Awesome. Some of the coolest people in the world, Laura and John. Yeah. But I'm going to wear my cowboy boots. Thank I, you for bringing that back yeah, you're up. you're welcome. I'll put a reminder in your calendar for you. And do you think the whole time I'm going to be like, check out my lizard skins? And then maybe make a panther sound? Wow. Hey. I said I wasn't going to do that again. Mm. Anyway. Well. Should we tax and pay it forward, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said you had one. I, yeah. Um, I mean, we pay it forward every day, right? We're perfect we do, angels. We're, we're doing something. Actually, you know what? Today, uh, this is not something I did, but I went um, to Nectar in Woodbury and got a smoothie for lunch. And um, there was a guy that got his smoothie at the same time as me. And I was just waiting for him to get out of the way so I could grab a straw. And he just grabbed a straw and handed it to me. And I was like, see, that's even a simple little pay it forward. It's like just paying attention to the people around you. And it's like, hey, I'm in that lady's way. I'm going to hand her a straw because I know that's what she needs. So. But that wasn't my pay it forward. But just, no, but what my pay, um, we have like a neighborhood ladies Facebook chat group where we, you know, apparently there's some coyotes or baby fox nesting under somebody's, um, you know, gates or, sorry, um, shed. And we talk about all kinds of things. We get, we get together off of it, but we just found out that one of the gals is having surgery in a couple of weeks. So we put together a meal train for everybody to bring meals over to her husband and kids and her for the two weeks while she's like in recovery. So signed up to make something um, to take over to her and her family while she's in recovery Mm. so that she doesn't have to worry about having food ready for the family. So I haven't done it yet, but I signed up for it. If you have any good ideas of food to make for Dan, (laughs) because I don't. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I told Dan I would would for sure help him cook this. But so, yeah, we're going to try to figure something out to take over. So that's awesome. Yeah. Good job. There we go. So that just made me think while we we're sitting here, and I'm like, oh, um, Shelby can't eat. We haven't been able to eat for a week either. So, nope. It's been a mashed potatoes and gravy. Mm. Um, lots of pudding. Ooh. Uh, yeah, Jello. <laughs> um, I did try some bone broth, but I'm not. A, I don't like soup, and so that was just not really my jam. So yeah, lots of lots of smoothies with a little peanut butter and. Yeah. Yep. So all I have to say is I better lose 10 pounds from this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I guess a pay it forward moment or thing, maybe I'll say it that way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. How do I say it? Um, Is what I noticed probably this past weekend and and I've recognized it before, um, but my son Brady is very good about holding doors for people. I love that. And he actually, I was going to hold the door for mm-hmm. this couple that was coming out. Mm-hmm. And he beat me to it. So I was literally walking out of the door, 
And it was, I was the first one to come out, so I was going to stand there and hold it. And he almost kind of shoved me out of the way. And he's like, I got it. That's and awesome. held the door for the, the couple that came through. Well, and kudos to mom and dad for, you know, imparting that wisdom on him or, you know, that skill. Because I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, we kind of thought when we first had him and then had Bailey, same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if we can teach him to say, like, please and thank you. I'm like, I think that'll go a long way. We'll screw them up the rest of the you know process, but if, as long as I say please and thank you and make sure they're um, um, what's uh, grateful yeah. when they're around other people, or at least nice. Yeah, I like it. I think that's really important. Yeah, nice job, Adam. Thank you. That makes me think of a couple weeks ago. I had stopped into Dick's Sporting Goods here in um, Woodbury, and I held the door for a family. They were just walking in, and I was just walking out, and. Nobody said thank you, but the youngest child. And I was just, I just, you know, you notice things like that. And it's like, hey, at least he said thank you. Like, there's there's hope for, for the future generations. And he just says, thank you, ma'am. And I was like, oh, you're welcome. Please don't call me ma'am. Were you angry about ma'am? <laughs> no, I was just going to say it. But no, it was just really cute. I was like, oh, you're like, good for you. You grab him and be like, listen here, you little brat. Oh, I'm not a that ma'am. It's really nice of you, but don't ever call mm-hmm. me ma'am again. Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to Brady, because I'm sure you're listening. Way to hold the doors for people. Yeah. Always. <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's pay it forward. Mm-hmm. Um, should we chat some uh, mortgage related? Maybe yeah, it's more maybe mortgage related. Yeah, just realtor related, home ownership related. I think actually it's um, we were chatting before we decided to fire up our podcast here today, and mm-hmm. we thought let's talk about something relevant in the current market right now. Mm-hmm. Back to multiple offers, many multiple offers. Yep, many many many. Mm-hmm. It's okay though. It is. Yep. It's not unusual. Especially not in the spring. Spring is pretty common. Yep. Um, but Still low inventory is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, still worth buying a home if you're ready to buy one. Definitely. So, yeah, we're uh, just chatting about how important it is to have a, very, have a knowledgeable realtor mm-hmm. and someone that has uh, a good amount of experience, shows that they care about you, for one, mm-hmm. goes above and beyond, but then also understanding the market that we're in right now. And so when you're ready to submit an offer, you know, there's a lot to that, especially if there's a lot of showings and there's other offers that are, that are coming in on that property. Mm-hmm. You got to think, do I go in 50 grand above the list? Because that's maybe what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Or am I willing to do that? Or am I not? Yep. And if you're not, maybe move on to the next property. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's what it takes on every place. But we've had some situations recently, right, over this past weekend yep. where that has happened. Yeah. Not to scare people. It is what it is. It's I the think reality people, of the market. because of last year, people understand that that's what it's, even a first-time buyer, you've seen enough of it probably that searching online, homes go fast mm-hmm. and they're going above. They are. And Shelby and I also chatted about, and I'll have her touch on this, but is, um, you know, having the listing agent or we're seeing, you know, listing the value or I'm sorry, having the listing price at an appropriate amount mm-hmm. that makes sense too Definitely. for the market. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Um, we were, Adam and I were touching on this earlier and just the, like we said, the importance of having a good agent, somebody that knows the market, but also, and I don't think we talked about this, somebody that will partner and kind of work with your lender to come up with creative ways to help maybe put your offer ahead of others. And maybe it's not necessarily offer price, but it's, 
I was talking to an agent on Saturday um, just via text, and she said, hey, how quick can we close? Well, the great news is, is things are moving pretty quick right now. Appraisals are happening quick. Underwriting can happen pretty quick. And I said, well, let's do it in three weeks. I mean, why not, right? It's something different than monetary, but the sellers wanted a quick close. So let's see how quick we can make it to maybe give us a foot, above, you know, a step ahead. We didn't get the offer because somebody was closing with cash. So that's obviously, or something like that, but, yeah, sure. or, you know, or a higher price point. So, but there's just things you can do to set yourselves apart and having your agent that's knowledgeable, but also able to kind of work with your lender to find out, you know, what can we do to make this a little bit more creative? Um, and make our buyer stand apart. But when we were talking about just knowledge, the knowledgeability, knowledgeability yeah, side of things. Well, I just made that yeah, up. right. <laughs> Being knowledgeable is you know knowing the market and knowing what's out there, knowing how to structure your offer correctly, but also on the listing side, knowing how to price your home right. Um, you know, there's so many times that homes right now are kind of just being you know under listed under value and then you drive this crazy multiple offer situation where 100 showings 100 showings and people are going in you know 70 60 70 thousand dollars over the list price because really that's what the house is valued at so it's or at listed least it could have been listed mm -hmm. it was listed been. for 330 it was probably yep. actually worth 400 or 370 yep. right yep so and in this particular situation you know the house you know was listed at 395 and really, it was worth about four fifty. So the listing probably shouldn't have started out at three ninety five. It should have started out probably about four thirty. Four twenty five. Yeah, four twenty five, four thirty. Just because. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's it's causing a lot more stress for the sellers. It's harder for the buyers because they're going in and let's say you're buying you're you're pre approved to four twenty five and you say hey sweet there's a three hundred ninety five thousand dollar house on the market and I love it. I can I have wiggle room for thirty grand. Well, you're, it's a waste of your time because so just having that agent that is knowledgeable on the list side and then also really knows how to structure your offers and best represent you as a buyer when you're putting in an offer. And I like that uh, partnering with the lender, mm -hmm. which is us, of yep. course. Yeah. So, you know, make sure you reach out to us. We'd love to help you. <laughs> Um, uh, but partnering together as a team, and that's a big piece to it in this environment right now. Mm -hmm. And like different terms that we use appraisal gap talking through that and how that works yep. reach out to us we'll explain that to you mm -hmm. um you know it's buyer and how that works but um super important yeah and what is an appraisal gap adam well so as you're deciding to submit an offer when you're going above the list price again depending on how it's listed maybe if it's undervalued to start with hard to tell on that in this early spring market right now, I guess, baby, um, is as you, the home may not appraise for that. Mm -hmm. So if it is listed appropriately and you go in 25 grand above that list price, well, you still have to have an appraisal done. So when the appraisal comes back in, and if the appraisal comes back at 430 mm -hmm. and you went in at 450, so we got to figure out a way, how are we going to cover the difference on that? Mm -hmm. So how would we do that, Shelby? Well, there's a couple options right now. When Adam said, you know, appraisal gap, that's probably the most common at this time. So yep. that's essentially <clears throat> you're going to write in a gap that you'll cover X, Y, Z amount over the appraised value. So like Adam said, 450 was what you put in your offer at. 430 is what the appraisal came back in at, and you wrote in a $10,000 appraisal gap. That means you are willing to pay up to $440,000 for the house, and that $10,000 gap is basically what you're financing. So you're not financing because you're paying the money in cash, right? right. Yep. So um, that's that appraisal gap. And that's pretty common right now. I mean, I got some feedback on one of the offers our clients put in. And I think she said all of the top offers, you know, 
all had appraisal gaps appraisal written gaps, in. Yeah. Um, and so they're pretty common right now. You know, in other markets where maybe there's not multiple offers like that, sometimes your option wouldn't be to be do the, do the appraisal gap, but it would be to do, you know, a renegotiation after the appraisal came in. That. Things like that. That and then also if you initially, if a client's, hey, I'm going to, you know, put 20% down. Mm-hmm. This is a big piece to this as well. Put 20% down, appraisal comes back, and you know you have 20 grand that you have to cover now mm-hmm. right based on how you negotiated it um, we have options where you can put less down and you can do financed private mortgage insurance so now you have that extra cash maybe you do 15 percent down you can do a finance private mortgage insurance and we'll walk you through that mm-hmm. how that works and usually we talk through that at pre-approval yep so right away right off the bat so you understand when you go out looking at homes that you do have this option if it comes down to it mm-hmm. and that will help you get the home because with finance private mortgage insurance, your payment act, even though you're putting less down, because you remove that monthly private mortgage insurance or that payment and finance it basically, it's a one-time fee essentially that just rolls into the loan. Well, your payment really actually doesn't change that much. Mm-hmm. So you can put that extra 5% to go above that appraised value because mm-hmm. of the contract you negotiated. And then put 15% down, and your payment's going to be right around the same, mm-hmm. typically. And actually, it's funny, I, my brain's still a little foggy, just but the clients that I was talking with on Saturday or texting with, or right? <laughs> they, they were looking at that appraisal gap. They're putting 15% down. And so I showed them the difference of if they were to put 15% down or if they would put 14% down, let's just say, and use that extra 1%. For that appraisal gap. So I think we were actually running numbers at like a $10,000 gap and what the payment difference would really be. So, you know, besides the mortgage insurance, your principal and interest is usually only going to change, you know, five to $7 per thousand dollars, basically that you're changing your purchase price. Yep. Yep. So it it wasn't a huge impact again. And so they were like, oh, wow, that makes total sense. Like it doesn't, we don't necessarily have to put the 15% down because it's not a huge payment impact. So yeah. So, but these are all things we are easy, we can easily talk through with you guys, explain. But it all falls back to the base of the subject. Mm-hmm. Partner, find a real estate agent that is knowledgeable, knows the market, and has the experience to help you negotiate when you go on our initial offer. And that will save you a lot of time. It might also help you decide we're not even going to move on this. We're not even going to pursue this property and we'll mm-hmm. move on to the next one because I'm not willing to go 50 grand above the list price. Yep. We can go 25, but 50 is pushing it. So mm-hmm. maybe just move on. I'm not saying you still don't give it a shot, but at least you have a realtor that walks you through this process and how it can work mm-hmm. or not work Yep. and just be straightforward with you as well. And so Shelby, do we partner with a bunch of, <laughs> well, a handful of knowledgeable realtors yes we do and i was just going to say that so maybe you're already talking with your bank or you're talking with your brother's a loan officer or something like that or whatever you and you're not working with us just yet or you want to sell your house and you're just looking for a good agent that you know is going to take care of you we can still give you their information um you know we'd love to obviously help you with your financing but again we have a lot of amazing contacts in all industries but we have a great real estate agent network of people that will take really good care of you and make sure that you have a great experience. That's a big, mm-hmm. big piece to The it. experience is huge. There's a lot of realtors out there, a lot of mm-hmm. lenders too. So Yep. You, know, just you like don't every, know what you don't know right? until you start going through the process. Mm-hmm. So even if you partner with somebody or meet, you know, meet with an agent um, and even you're not feeling that it's the best experience so far, it's okay 
to choose somebody else. Mm-hmm. This is a huge investment. I'm not saying you ditch, you know, ditch mm-hmm. realtors, but I'm saying like that's a big piece. You're you're going around with them looking at homes, right? You got to make sure that they're taken care of. You don't have to be obligated to it. So, not taking away from any realtors we partner with, mm-hmm. but I think that's important. Sometimes we're in Minnesota, nice, right? It's like, oh well, I. You know, they put time and effort like, no, this is at the end of the day, you got to look out for yourself. Mm -hmm. Same thing from a lending standpoint, like, you know, do I feel like I'm in the best position and do I feel comfortable and trust the loan officer that I'm working with in the company? So, yep, super important. Very important. So, well, that was a serious matter. That was a serious matter. Should we finish on a funny matter? Yeah, if you, but if you have questions, if you need to get in touch with us, if you, you know, if you're looking for more information, you can find us online at adamroloff.com. Um, or loansbyshelby.com. But you can also find us on social media at Adam and Shelby Mortgages um, on Facebook and the Instagram. The gram. The gram, yeah. So, But we're here. We're ready to answer questions and, you know, assist however we can. So, yeah. mm-hmm. And if you haven't gotten outside lately, I would recommend you do that. I'm staring outside right now. It looks gorgeous. So I think on that note, we're going to sign off for the day and Go play hooky. <laughs> just kidding. I wish yeah, we could. We're always work. available, by the way. <laughs> yeah, whether we're sitting on the patio, like Adam having a vodka spritz, or, you know, I'm hopped up on pain pills. I'm still able to help you out. We're still emailing, <laughs> texting, taking phone calls, whatever yep. we need to do to make sure you're well taken care of. Yep. So. All right. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate you, and we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yep. Peace. <laughs> Bye.